0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury law firm. If you find yourself needing legal representation this year, do the smart thing. Call the best team in East Tennessee. The Garza Law Firm at 865-540-8300. That's 865-540-8300. GarzaLaw.com. You can chat with somebody 24-7. Before you say guilty, say Garza. We appreciate Marcos and his team for their continued support. The Garza Law Firm. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's
1: nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so
0: the controversial
1: he's the dumbass
0: he can't do math
1: he's an idiot he gets his haircut at walmart
0: look at that shitty haircut the realest podcast in the southeast let the dogs loose let the goons be goons 11 in
2: a row 11 in a row 11 in a row enough
0: Eh, eh. 38 in a row as in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass ranch gang stand up The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast
1: with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all.
0: Another edition of Reed's Ranch. Oh, Nelly, we're getting close to football season. Oh, it's close. Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Good to hear your voice. How hot is your chili? It's hot. It's
1: hot. What are we, 16 days away or whatever?
0: 17 days away, I believe. Although that first big orange Friday, I mean, that might as well be a, a state holiday. Yeah. Everyone wearing their orange, headed to the game, making their plans. It's a different energy in the air. So let's just call it, we'll call it 16 days for you. Could be 15 days, depending on when you're listening to this. 14 days, 13 days, who knows? It's close. That's all that matters. It's close. That's all that matters. The second scrimmage happened today. The reports are coming out. Heupel is glowing about Hollywood Joe. Says he's got command of the offense. Says he's very accurate. Hasn't thrown an interception, which he hasn't done since he got to the University of Tennessee. Jalen Wright setting himself apart as RB1. An embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. 11 guys who apparently can play the offensive line. An embarrassment of riches. Are you worried about the offensive line? Can the offensive line derail all of this?
1: Yeah, if Cooper Mays gets hurt, yeah, for sure. He's the most important player on the offense. He's way more, I think he's more important than anybody. For sure.
0: Including or excluding Joe?
1: Including. Including.
0: Well, what's the timeline with a sports hernia injury? Do you just have like a little surgery? They get it out? He didn't,
1: I said, I don't think he should play against Virginia, but he said the day he didn't shut down the idea of him playing against Virginia, but I don't think he should play against Virginia. I just, Tennessee doesn't have Jerome Carvin anymore. If they still had Jerome Carvin, Joe Milton would be the most important player on the offense, I think. But they don't have a backup center. And the center is such an important piece of the offense to begin with. And on top of that, Mays is good. And on top of that, they don't have a backup. So, if they still had Jerome Carvin, it wouldn't be as huge a deal as it is. But they don't, and they spent all spring playing someone else at center to create a backup at center, and it just did not work out. They don't even play, from what I have read this week, like Addison Nichols does not even play center anymore. I mean, the spring was just a wash. The spring was a total, just, it was obviously a mistake to put Addison Nichols at center in the spring. He should have been at left guard the whole spring. You know, you live and learn, I guess. So now they've had to put Ollie Lane at center. They've been mixing and matching all week, moving Dane Davis inside, moving, I mean, Jackson Lampley might get to play a lot. I think that it can be derailed if Cooper Mays gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, then no, I don't think it will be derailed. I think that they will still be good. I think Jalen Wright will run for a ton of yards as long as Cooper Mays is healthy. I actually feel pretty confident about that. I think Jalen Wright's going to have a good year. I'm glad he's finally taken – he seems to have taken the next step.
0: Everyone's speaking very highly of him.
1: Yeah, it was pretty clear last year I thought that he was the best running back. Um, he just couldn't you know, he, he struggled to hold on to the ball. He fumbled. Um he stopped fumbling, and uh you know now he's he's clearly the the top running back. Um I think he's gonna have a big year as long as they can block for him.
0: So you're just worried about Cooper Mays at this point?
1: I think I think he's fine. I just don't think there's any need to play him against Virginia. I don't know what good that does. I think you really should not play him against Virginia because it's August and you've spent the first eight months of the year trying to create a backup center, and you have a game against a power five opponent that is absolutely atrocious. So why don't you spend one more week trying to find a backup center?
0: Well, would you play him against Austin P? I would yeah. play
1: him against Austin P. Just a couple. He doesn't need to. It's his third year in the system. He's good. He doesn't need to play much. I would play him some against Austin P. Just to get him in the.
0: Football shape, got to get the rust knocked off, conditioning for those reasons. But, yeah, if you play him against Virginia, then you're going to have to kind of play him against Austin P. So, yeah, maybe just hold him out against Virginia. Although, like, does that send the wrong message? Not that we have to worry about Virginia beating us, but, like, it's more likely that you play against Virginia than get an off week against Austin P if you're trying to get him out there and get the rust knocked I off
1: I don't know that he could be back like i like it i don't know it, it might be rushing it for him to play against virginia i don't know anything about sports hernia i don't know how
0: serious it is i mean the i the only thing i know about sports hernias is i was watching mtv the challenge back in like 2002 or so and evan who has since been canceled had a hernia and it was just a huge huge knot like on his lower abdomen right above, like, his penis. He just got so, so big and swollen, and he had to leave the show. That's all I know. That's my only knowledge of sports hernias.
1: Yeah. That's
0: all I got to offer, is it got a really, really big knot, and I don't know how they fixed it. I just know he couldn't compete. The, like,
1: I, I do, like, I mean, it sucks, because I think that I really believe, I'm not saying, okay, I don't think Ollie Lane is great. I'm not saying that. But I do think that a lot of the left guard discourse a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it, is a direct result of Cooper Mays being injured. And that if Cooper Mays hadn't been injured, then then a lot of this wouldn't happen because Ollie Lane and Addison Nichols, you would have been able to keep Addison Nichols at left guard, period, full-time, and you wouldn't have had to move. Because Ollie Lane's not even playing guard anymore. I think Ollie Lane is your left guard. But he's not even playing guard anymore because of center. And I think, he, you know, I think Cooper is just the linchpin that the center has to make a ton of calls Cooper is good at being a center, and you don't have Jerome Carvin. I think that Jerome Carvin was just a really, really solid, good college football player, and he could play center. And he played center when Cooper was hurt in the past. And he was, you know, that we never even discussed it. It was never a big deal that Jerome Carvin was playing center, and Cooper was out, because he was just a really good college football player. Well, you know, you don't have Jerome anymore. So... I mean, I guess I just miss Jerome and I want him back, but I don't get to have him back.
0: That's the so, the bad thing about college football. It's sad. I just
1: Boys I just want Jerome on.
0: carving back.
1: Um But yeah, so I don't I think that some of it's overblown personally because I think that like the system is offensive
0: lineman friendly. Well also I think that in the preseason you have to have something to talk about. And
1: I think there's positives about the offensive line too. You're going to have a better left tackle this year than you had last year. I mean, I don't think it's like a total awful. Javante Spragans is going to be better this year. I think John Campbell is a better left tackle than what you had last year. I mean, you know, like both your tack. You're not going into this season where you where, where one of your tackles hasn't played. Both of your tackles, whoever they may be. Both of your tackles have started a lot of college football have played a lot of college football games. And um, so, I mean, that's good, too. Like, you're going to get Cooper Mays back. He's really good. You've got Spragans back. He's good. I just think, I mean, there's, there's one
0: question mark. Well, I think that's also a testament to how good the rest of your offense is. And really, I mean, your defense, you can say whatever you want about the defense. I saw that. ESPN plus Bill Connolly SP plus all that had Tennessee's defense projected as the 32nd most efficient unit in the country or at least the 32nd best defense in the country I should
1: say we you. were like 30th or 31st last year I think on his numbers
0: yeah so like expected pretty much the same type of production the third best offense behind Ohio State and USC and the you know 32nd best defense so it looks a lot like last year's team But you can't talk about the quarterback position because there is no battle. You know, I think at some point, some of us, not Seth and I, of course, but some of us thought there might be a quarterback battle between Nico and Joe. There's not. It's been Joe's team, you know, since the, since uh, and Hooker went down. Now, you could maybe argue that if Joe didn't get the reps against Vandy and Clemson, that maybe it goes differently, but I don't think it would have. The wide receivers, I mean, Not to use the phrase again, but you have an abundance of talent. There is an embarrassment of riches. There are five guys, six guys on there who could all play probably high SEC football with the way they talk about the underclassmen.
1: For instance, I listened to uh, The Athletic's latest podcast, or one of their latest It was a podcast that came out this week on my way home from work today. And like one of the dudes, they were making predictions, like out-of-the-box predictions in the SEC. Basically something other than Georgia's going to three-peat and one of the, one guy predicted Brew to, like, finish second in Bolitnikov, And then the other guy predicted Joe Milton to be a Heisman finalist. So, like, it's crazy when you think about how much we lost on offense and what we're talking about is the left guard.
0: Yeah, but when you have, you know, three running backs who have all proven they can play, and you have, you know, wide receivers, and you're turning tight end, and you're a fifth-year quarterback or a 23-year-old quarterback. Hell, it might be a sixth-year you don't have anything else to really talk about. But, like, the linemen, it's not like you're having to break in freshmen or guys who, you know, haven't been in college football for a while. I understand that, you know, like, some of the guys might not have been big-time starters, you know, if Ollie Lane has to get out there. But, I mean, he's a grown man at this point. He's played, like, 600 snaps at UT, I saw, which was surprising. And, like, your defense, you know, you can have question marks, but if you look throughout the entire two deep, it's all either redshirt juniors or seniors. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the team's experienced. The team's set. Other than, you know, what three receivers get the nod to start. That's pretty much it. That surprised me that you said they picked Brew to finish second for the Bolitnikoff. Is it crazy to say I'd be surprised if Brew is our best wide receiver? Like, our clear-cut best wide receiver? Do you expect him to be our best clear-cut wide receiver? I don't know. I mean, Joe... Loves to
1: throw the ball to Romel Keaton. Maybe, I mean, I, I have to see Joe play more to know what. Is there like a clear side of the field he prefers? Are they going to swap Brew? Because I like Brew would have, I think Brew would have, you know, Brew stayed on the left side last year when Cedric got hurt. Does he swap over to the right side this year? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've talked about this. I just haven't heard. Um, the slot is obviously so important. Is, is it ever not going to be the slot guy? Going forward, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, Bruce literally never tackled, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but I also just don't see him having huge plays down the field. I still kind of picture him being like a 15-yard receiver. Yeah. Catch seven yards, run for eight. I don't Catch know. 15 yards, across the middle, get tackled. I don't know. Joe's
1: best throws are the 20 to 25-yard passes. He, those are the ones he excels at. I thought that was part of the reason why – the Orange Bowl was so good was because Hypo actually called plays to fit Joe for once instead of calling plays like Joe doesn't need to throw deep like Hennon not as much as Hennon did. I mean Joe needed to throw the twenty five yard passes, the twenty yard passes. The I think Joe really is awesome at the intermediate stuff. So maybe that's where I have no idea. I mean who knows? Who who really knows? That was just this one guy's pick. It seemed kind of crazy to me. It definitely seemed crazier than Joe Milton going to New York City for the Heisman, which I know it's crazy that I just said those words, but Broo. Being second in the Bolitnikov does seem crazier to me than like Josh Heupel's quarterback going off.
0: And I think we could have a receiver that you know is a finalist for the Bolitnikoff. I just don't know if Brew would be my pick to click there. And that's no flame. It's just I don't know if I see him as that explosive type of guy that's going to put up the the huge numbers. Maybe he is. Would be cool. But like you said, whoever's in the slot, whoever's like getting wide open down the field and has the huge three touchdown games. Yeah, and you know a three a three touchdown, hundred and eighty yard game. Can Brew do that? Maybe. What was Brew's longest catch last year? Because he didn't uh, have any you know, of the big long busted ones, did he?
1: Yeah, he did against Florida. He didn't get a touchdown, but there was a seam route. Well, it wasn't a seam route. It was just a go route. When we were on, we were on our own side of the field, like our own twenty, and he got down. I mean, it was a long play. He didn't get a touchdown, but they just there was a total bust by Florida. He just went straight. Um, you know, he had the long, long-ish pass play against Pitt.
0: I'm looking at his game log right now. The 70-yard pass against Florida is the one you're talking about. Yeah. No. But outside of that, his longest one was a third, a 48-yarder against LSU, a 38-yarder against Missouri, a 32-yarder against Pitt, a 27-yarder against Alabama. I guess that was the one that set up the game-winning field goal. His
1: best play of the year outside of the Alabama catch was the touchdown against Florida at the, end of the first half. I think.
0: In the back of the end zone, slotting, yeah, right. That,
1: that, that's tremendous play all around. Tremendous play all around.
0: That was, I was going to point that out. And I do picture him as that guy, like, if it's third and five, like, I do want it to go to Brew. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I just don't, to win the Bulletnikov, you're going to have to have, like, 1,500 yards. Yeah. I understood he was kind of third on the pecking order last year, but he had 667 yards.
1: It did seem like a weird pick to me, but what I also when I read these these uh, preseason breakdowns from these guys, I mean to be fair, they're national dudes and they have to cover like a hundred plus teams. But none of what they say I really agree with. Like the question marks that they have on this team, I, I don't really like. The there is not a single question mark about our skill players.
0: Again, the only question I, is who who are the three that's going to start? But, like, whoever starts at wide receiver is going to be good. Like, Tennessee is going to have a really, really deep position. But I'm still waiting to see, like, who the three is. Who's, who's the odd man out between Squirrel, Keaton, and Dante? Yeah.
1: Other than that, it's like, oh, we don't have a tight end that we can line up at running back now. Okay. I mean, we so. Might,
0: he might just be a freshman.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, I mean, I mean I just like I don't think the skill players are any issue at all. I mean I think that they there's other places where they have upgraded massively like linebacker. I think last linebacker might be the biggest I think linebacker will probably be the biggest visual just improvement that pops to people. I mean I think, you know, I think that's fair to say. Um I just I read the preseason breakdowns and I'm just I'm just like, man, I don't really agree with this. Um, but other than the guy, I thought that the Joe Milton hype train would have veered completely off the rails by now, and it really hasn't. Now, that being said, I did just listen to a podcast where the guy predicted him to be a Heisman finalist, but it was out—it was out of the box predictions.
0: You know, I mean, it, it. Well, the Athletic has a piece today about how you know the draft guys are keeping an eye on him and how it's just you know know—they're hoping that it's third times the charm for him. So, like, there yeah. is a, a profile on the Athletic about him today too.
1: It's not, it hasn't veered off the rails totally. I thought in the spring, I thought by the time we finally got around to like games that the Joe Milton hype was going to be so absurd that it was was going to be to his detriment, but it's really not. It's been pretty low key this summer.
0: I don't Um, know if you saw that ESPN called him the number one most important player when it came to the playoff race. Did okay. you see that last week? Yeah, I did. They called him the number one most – I mean, because he's like a wild card. Like you Yeah, know, he's like, it's, 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 it's a total wild card. His, he has the highest ceiling in the country, and if he hits that ceiling, Tennessee is going to be the best team in the country. Yep. Or at least going to be a very dangerous – you know, it, if he reaches that level, Tennessee is going to be a playoff team. I won't say that it will be the best team in the country, but they will make the playoff.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's tantalizing. I mean, he's tantalizing. How can you not – I mean, it's easy to see why – so many coaches have fallen in love with him he's tantalizing i hope it works out it's going it would be it would be such a good story if it works out for him and he's awesome it would be a tremendous tremendous story to go from he ran out of bounds to you know elite quarterback in college football
0: i'm getting pretty excited You talking offensive linemen made me realize that you're really locked in. You're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I still like talking more about the pretty boys like Joe Milton and the wide receivers. Yeah, I I really am high on the linebackers. I'm not going to get too worked up over the linemen until we actually play, and I want to see which five they settle in on. The linebackers, you say, I I agree with that. I'm, I'm pumped to watch them. I think the linemen will be
1: fine as long as Cooper's healthy. You know, I do think there's really nothing to worry about there because I think that you know what you have. Like, Gerald Mincy is, appears to be a bit of a head case, but he also appears, like, when he played last year, he was good. Um. That being said, we never really noticed when Jeremiah Crawford played and Gerald Mincy didn't. So I think you're going to be really good at right tackle. You're going to be good at left tackle. You know that. You know, I mean, I, I think that... As long as Cooper stays healthy, you'll be okay. I think the linebackers will be will be really, really fun though, for sure. Keenan Peely sounds awesome.
0: So offensive line is the Achilles Hill on the offense. What is the Achilles Hill on the defense? The secondary?
1: <laughs> Jalen McCullough,
0: man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jalen's tank. It's tank.
0: Same as it ever was. When you're looking at our schedule, like how many quarterbacks are you sure can expose our secondary? It's a weird year in the SEC. Like there there are no real returning quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to say Spencer Rattler can.
0: Okay. Well, he did last year. That's for he sure. He did last
1: year, but I don't expect that to happen at home this year. But I mean, I guess you have to say it. Okay. So I don't really believe that, but he I understand did it last what you're doing.
0: Year. You gotta cover your bases. He he beat that respect out of us. Yep. Yeah.
1: Devin Leary with Liam Cohen, maybe can.
0: Okay. With um the uh on Brown good enough receivers,
1: they got they've got the one guy on Brown, um from Nashville or whatever that was really highly rated. I think they maybe can. I think that that is. I think Cohen is good. Obviously, you know. I mean, I think
0: yeah, he went to the NFL to work with Sean McVay, so I mean, like he's highly yeah. thought of.
1: And he, you know, he Levis was good under Liam Cohen.
0: You I know. would also uh, say that there was a drop off. With the offensive line that was pretty immense oh, too. They went from an NFL yeah. offensive line to having no offensive line. So I, the offensive you, line, was you terrible can point after. to Cohen as you know being the reason Levis dropped off, but I would say the offensive line was equal in the pie chart of blame.
1: And then I also think just Leary's a better college quarterback. So I think
0: they maybe can. Um, I'm not as sold on Leary as everyone else is.
1: I guess my as being better oh, than I, Levis. Oh, that's not a high bar for me. That's fine. What I'm saying. I also just don't um, think
0: Leary has done anything to make you think he's better than Levis at this point.
1: Um, That's like saying, you know, I mean, he's like the smartest kid on the short bus. It's not really. I'm not really I'm not really saying that Leary's splitting Adam or anything here, but I guess my dark horse is Connor Wegman. That's like just a dark horse pick to actually exploit the secondary other than that i mean yeah whoever plays quarterback at georgia will be able to sure
0: we're sure we're sure about that
1: sure i think they can some i mean sure i i don't think that they're like going to light us up
0: well that's what i'm saying like who like you're going to have to light us up most likely to beat us this year
1: well i think georgia will be able to somewhat at the very least because they have guys we can't cover okay like nobody's covering brock bowers I'm not sure that we're, we're going to have guys that can cover.
0: Come on, man. You've seen our you've seen our linebackers and safeties. Come on.
1: I'm not sure we have guys that can cover Robert Thomas, Dominic Lovett, and Ladd McConkey while Brock Bowers is out there and whoever else they bring out of the backfield because whoever whoever the hell they bring out of the backfield is going to be highly rated.
0: Oh, God. Not Ladd McConkie. He's pretty good. No, I'm not That's being a, sarcastic. He yeah. busted our ass last year. Yeah, I mean. That was so then, frustrating watching him beat our guys one-on-one down the field.
1: So, like, you know, a has Evan Stewart. He's really good. Now, Connor Wegman looks pretty good at times. There's still the question of like their just offensive philosophy. I don't really know that Alabama has any guys at wide receiver.
0: Well, I also don't think they have a guy at quarterback either.
1: Yeah, but my th- that's what ev- but what I'm saying is everyone talks about the quarterback. Everyone talks about the quarterback, but the wide receivers have never really, Ja'Cory Brooks has never really, he wowed me in the Iron Bowl two years ago when Bryce Young won the Heisman, but other than that, no, Jeremiah Burton. The last time I saw Jeremiah Burton, well, last time I saw him, he was hitting a female. But other than that, it was he was not able to beat a walk on against
0: Tennessee. So, well, I, that plays into the equation when I talk about Alabama's quarterbacks because yeah, you can take a Mac Jones whenever he has you know three NFL first round picks and make him look like a first round pick himself. Which I think history will say, like, "Hey, wow, they, maybe he wasn't worthy of being a, a top fifteen NFL pick. Maybe it was all having just really elite wide receivers." But that offense looked deadly with him. Yeah, and even Mac Jones is better than what they have now, and like For they sure. don't have anywhere near the wide receivers they used to.
1: Yeah, it's just everyone talks about the quarterback, but I was kind of surprised to see Jaquarii Brooks get like second team All SEC. I mean, I was reading, um, I was reading Bama online. Over the weekend after their first scrimmage, just trying to see what I could about the quarterback situation. I was reading, like, Saban's complaining that the wide receivers are dropping balls. They can't catch the ball. And I'm just like, you know. It seems problematic. Oh, we like. Maybe Jaquari Brooks has had a better two years than I thought, but I was just. I was surprised that he was second team all preseason. He had 600, he had 39 catches for 674 yards last year. Why was he second team all SEC? What am I? He played a full season. I don't understand what, like, what did Brew McCoy do last year?
0: Six hundred yards. Okay, so they were about equal. But also, like, the offense deserves more benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, like having him over Brew McCoy does seem dumb, or having him over any Tennessee wide receiver seems dumb to me. But
1: I was just surprised that he was. I was surprised he was second team All SEC. I didn't know he was getting that kind of love. I mean, the best wide receiver in the conference, I'd say, is Evan Stewart at A and M. Malik Neighbors, LSU is really good too. Like, anyway, I just don't know that there's that many teams. I mean, like, I don't really count South Carolina, but you know, I guess you, you know, whatever. My dark horse is A and M with uh, Connor Wegman, and I'm not saying I think that they will, but
0: yeah, that's fine. But I am. I, I am noticing and I am kept warm and cuddly and I, I take solace in the fact that you mentioned what Georgia A&M and Spencer Rattler and you know those three are at home yeah for and sure like the other one would be an unproven Alabama wide receiving group and an unproven quarterback or Kentucky yeah that you for sure you know, deemed the smart kid on the short bus the smartest kid on the short bus so like those things make me feel good for sure Watching Big Lad McConkie do it to us in Nealon Stadium is going to hurt, but, you know, it's going <laughs> to be harder to, for him to do it there than it was in, in Athens. <laughs> yeah, i mean they to do it to everyone else. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> But also, just, like, I, I maintain that there, I think there's going to be a drop off of quarterback play. Like, I thought Stetson Bennett was a really, really good college quarterback. There will 100%. So
1: like, there will 100%. I agree completely. Stetson Bennett could make every single throw he needed to.
0: And if he couldn't make it, he would scramble and do something stupid there. So, you know, and also Cody, I'll give him a shout out, Talk Sports 12 to 3 every day. He mentioned, you know, we are talking about Georgia's schedule whoever's playing quarterback for them, is it going to be tested at all other than a Auburn game on the road? And who knows when that will be and how Auburn's going to be. So like going into a hostile Neyland stadium is going to be by far their toughest test of the year. And we know that because of the schedule, but still it's going to be the toughest test for their quarterback too, who is, you know, that's going to be the first environment he's going to have to actually experience because their schedule's such a joke. The only other tough game they have is at Auburn. The other thing about
1: Georgia and, uh, I keep forgetting this. I actually mentioned this to patron Ned. I keep forgetting this. Mike Bobo is their offensive coordinator. I always forget this. He is back to being the offensive coordinator at Georgia. I think Mike Bobo is pretty good. Okay. But he's not Jeff Munkin, I think. I think that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say he's not Todd or Jeff, whichever Munkin brother was the coach at Georgia. One's at Army, one's at Georgia. Whichever one is at Georgia. Mike Bobo's not him. And... You know, I mean, I think I think he was a really good offense coordinator. There was a, you know, there was a marked improvement in their offense from from Cheney to to Munkin. Some of that was talent, sure, but I think I think he's a pretty good offense coordinator, and they don't have him anymore. I do think it will be a drop off. I I just think I think we are kind of limited on the back end.
0: You add all that up, and it spits out eleven and one. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. New $5 patron, Preston Bond. Shout out to Brother Preston. We love you and appreciate you. And Brother Dustin up his pledge from $5 to $10. Shout out to Brother Dustin. We love you and appreciate you. Be careful out in the heat, Dustin. You don't want to get a heat stroke this close before season. Going to do some axe throwing on Saturday for the patrons. Going to, uh, got sign-ups running right now for Fantasy Football Leagues. We are only like six weeks away from our big patron, Tailgate. We're basically exactly a month away, right? We're we're a month away from Gatorgate in Gainesville. Going to do something there.
1: One month from Florida today, yeah. I will be there. I'll be there with Ned and, and hopefully Mason Taylor will be coming
0: with me. Now is the time to sign up to be a patron, patreon.com slash reeds ranch. If you used to be a patron, you're not a patron because there was a whole thing that happened. I don't know if you saw that where Patreon started kicking people off. They had, they switched servers and like a bunch of uh, cards were getting and declined and like they were getting their subscription canceled. Some people lost like, you know, all, almost like 90% of their patrons. I saw some like horror stories crying. We didn't lose too many. I don't think. But uh gonna do another audits for the of the Discord before football season, another purge to get people out. So be forewarned. Let's get to some questions.
1: Brother Tfill asks Titans record prediction.
0: Well, the tough news of the day is that my boy Traylon Burks went down at practice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. He went down catching a pass from Tannehill and he got up and he his leg, he started like limping. I was carted off with apparent leg injury. Yeah, so I mean, carted off is a little bit of an exaggeration. I mean, I guess he probably got on a cart, but like he stood up and like was standing. It wasn't like they, you know, had to like, get him because he couldn't move or nothing, but yeah. he would have had to either limp off or get carted off and they chose to cart him off. But it could be anywhere from, a, you know, a pulled hamstring to a torn ACL. So I, I, I'm not a doctor. My vibe on the season drastically changes if he goes out with a ACL injury. Cause I was really, really excited to watch him play. Record prediction, uh I was feeling ten and seven with Burke. Oh uh, with uh and now I'm down to like nine and eight. Okay. Nine and eight right now. Over under seven and a half, so I think we go over. Nine and eight still might be good enough to win the division. But uh you maybe could have talked me into eleven if you told me trailing was healthy. Because everyone had been glowing about how good he had looked in the in the preseason. Maybe he's not actually worth two losses, but I'm acknowledging that my vibe's low right now. So ask again, ask again in three weeks.
1: Brother Mason Taylor asks, "What do you have a prediction my- for the Titans' record?" Um, I think it just—I don't know. I I remember looking at their schedule. I don't know. I guess the, the first l- six games
0: are really tough, and the and yeah, the, in the, the that... last eleven are fairly easy. The first, there's a chance the Titans are and six out of the gate. Yeah. Plus, it's they only... said in the open practice that Minnesota's front pass rush was beating our offensive line basically every snap. So that's not great. We had to our our starting right tackle got suspended for gambling. And then our backup right tackle got cut because he wouldn't quit getting in fights in camp. He kept trying to fight his teammates, so they said, get the hell out. You're out. <laughs> so that wasn't great.
1: Brother Mason Taylor asked, what record does Mike Brabel have to have to be on the hot seat if he can get on there at all? Surely he can't. I mean,
0: he's, I mean, he's he, awesome. He, he can get on there. I mean, I think he would have to go – I think they'd have to go 4-13. Five and twelve. Well, like we say, get on the hot seat. I'll say like a five and twelve gets him on the hot seat. I don't think it gets him fired. Really, a, a six and eleven probably gets him in the, you know in a in a situation where he has to prove it next year. So if you're asking just get on the hot seat, uh, you know a seven and ten, I'll say gets him to where he has to have a good year the next year. But a seven and ten, they might then go into a full rebuild, which Vrabel might not you know, mess with, and he'll just say, go ahead and fire me now so I can go get another job. Yeah. Vrabel, I think, has earned the benefit of the doubt from pretty much everybody. And also, when I say that, like, if he ever got fired, I think he'd be someone like Belichick, someone like Andy Reid, who would get hired to coach another franchise pretty quickly. Even like a Frank Wright got another chance, you know what I mean? Immediately to go coach the Panthers. Vrabel's earned that. He'll be fine. But Brother Tennessee, Brizzy. like with the if the offense looks shitty again and we go seven and ten, he'll be on the hot seat.
1: Brother Brizzy bringing back one of my favorite questions ever. New Reed's ranch shirt dropping this
0: year. Uh yeah, I mean we can, but I don't know what we, what it would be. Feel free to drop suggestions in the chat. Cause I got like seventy of the Choose Joy shirts that people didn't buy, so You know, I'll just put all the new ones that everyone bitches for for a year next to them and they can sit there and be cousins. They can sit there, maybe brothers, I guess, and just keep each other company in my closet. So yeah, go ahead. Drop some suggestions. I'll order them and then nobody will get them and then I'll get stuck with them. Feel free. Go ahead. Drop your suggestions.
1: Brother Brizzy, just please keep asking every week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep asking every week, but, you know, drop suggestions and I'll go order them and then they'll sit in the closet next to the other ones. Perfect. Brother Big Orange Sloth,
1: what do you do when the power goes out at home? I go to my parents. (laughs) Immediately.
0: (laughs) I start sweating and I lay in bed just scrolling my phone thinking, oh my God, I hope this power comes back on. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I leave. Depending on what time of day it is. Sometimes I just leave. Yeah, I leave immediately. There is such a miserable feeling when your power goes out. I Like, when it's gone
1: out, like, at my parents' house before, I mean, it went out one time when I was a kid. We went to a hotel. Like, I mean, I, I'll take it back. The air conditioner went out. The power didn't go out. But, you know, same thing, really. Um, I leave immediately. Uh, and now, if it's in the middle of the night, when it goes out, like, and I sleep through it or whatever, then, I mean, whatever. I'm not leaving at 2 a.m., but the other night, Last a couple Sundays ago, I got home from Memphis at like six PM or whatever, and it was out, and I went straight to my parents' house. I'm just not—I'm not fooling with it. It's—it's so bad. It sucks so bad. It sucks so bad.
0: I have to have air on me. Yes, I have to have a fan on, or else I usually can't sleep. Brother, so, sometimes I just get right in the shower, <laughs> just take a cold shower and try to cool my body <laughs> off because I'm like it's gonna be a long day with no power. <laughs> It
1: sucks so bad, man.
0: Brother G-Man asks, who is
1: a celebrity you hate for no reason?
0: This is a good question because the celebrities I do hate, I feel like I have perfect reasons. Bill Cosby, for example. R. Kelly. I will say, I, I feel like I've been on the record many times uh, talking about how I used to hate Kevin Spacey. Like, before I knew, before we all knew that he was maybe a creep, mm-hmm. he just rubbed me the wrong way in movies. So I didn't really like him. I wouldn't say I hated him, because I'd still watch movies he was in, but he was somebody I had a negative reaction to. It turns out he was maybe a creep, too. Yeah. I mean,
1: maybe. I mean, I, yeah, he does keep weirdly getting off in court.
0: Yeah, he keeps winning in court, so I got to be careful. I don't want to get sued,
1: but, like, It's kind of like Army Hammer. Like, you know, Army Hammer, there was the whole thing about, like, eating people, but he's never really gotten charged with anything in court. I mean, he never got charged with rape, much less convicted. Like, is it wrong to eat humans? Yes. You know, I mean, did he actually eat any? Not that I've seen. I mean, he did do that thing where he carved an A in the girl's, uh, like, pelvic area. But she let him! And then, uh, He, she said he beat her feet with a riding crop so hard that it hurt to walk for days. It is
0: not illegal to have someone dick whipped. You know, she she loved him. She she worshipped him. him, She let him,
1: she let him, she let him beat her with a riding crop. That's how hot Army Hammer is. And rich.
0: It's not illegal to be hot and rich.
1: You know, so, I don't know. I don't know he 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 told these women that he wanted to eat them that was his fetish was eating them but it could have just been like a play acting thing i mean it could have been
0: talking about cunnilingus.
1: you know um if you know i mean i think if i told a woman like i want to cut your toe off and carry it in my pocket like he told i think it would go poorly but he got away with it so i mean you know he's like He's, like, been selling timeshares in, like, the Caribbean. Should he be allowed back in Hollywood? He was never convicted. He was never even charged, as far as I know.
0: It's just interesting to think about. I don't, I don't really hate I don't know Army if he Gammer. has the resume to, to get back. I don't know either. Kevin Spacey either. might get a role down the line. He might not be completely black. For Sure. Dark. For sure. I mean, it's
1: crazy to me that like Mel Gibson is like it's like nothing ever happened with Mel Gibson. That's not true.
0: What what is Mel Gibson getting casted in? Mel Gibson used to be the biggest movie star in the world. It's not like well he
1: like well he still like he directs big movies now and stuff. I mean he did Hacksaw Ridge and stuff like it's like he's back to being a thing. But for a long time he wasn't.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, and maybe you're right, but I feel like Hacksaw Ridge was is kind of the only thing he's done. He has like he, I know. and then maybe a couple of like straight to D V D movies, but like he, that he's maybe financing, but he's not he's not anywhere near the A list. I mean he's a D list guy at this point. So I will say he got kind of effectively canceled.
1: He did um what did I watch with him? Dragged Cost Concrete with Vince Vaughn it was pretty good.
0: Um I, think, I mean he does he does more directing now though doesn't he I'm, I'm just I, I don't know what hits he's directed either I mean hacksaw Red, sure but like I, I don't maybe I'm wrong like I said maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to him but I thought he pretty much got effectively blacklisted from at least the a or B list
1: he just he wasn't doing anything for a long time right like he was like totally out of everything. From, like, I guess, 04 to 2010, and then he started coming back.
0: He also didn't do anything criminal, right? I mean, I guess he had a DUI or whatever in a mugshot, but, like, he wasn't, like, he was doing anything super criminal, right? No, he just he just did the... Uh, he just got the, drunk and hated on Jews, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, he, he
1: said something to Winona Ryder about, like, ovens, I think.
0: Yeah, he talked about how they killed Jesus, I think. I think he had something about that, but... um, So, it, it wasn't like he was, like, a sex deviant that was doing weird things with little boys, although, you know... Kevin Spacey keeps getting off, so... Kevin Spacey keeps beating it, which is crazy. Every time... Look at what DC did with Ezra Miller. You know, they they kept defending him, and he didn't get canceled because they thought they had a hit with The Flash. And then The Flash came out, and it was, you know, one of the worst-received movies. And everyone's like, what the hell is this? This is supposed to be so good. And it wasn't. It was terrible.
1: Now, that, that dude... Okay, that dude is so... That dude is really, really weird. I mean, the... Like he's had this bizarre relationship with this, with this Indian, like Native American named Dakota Iron Eyes, who was 18 in 2022. Um, but this this happened when she was like 12, and he was age 23 is when the relationship started. I mean, it's like some Native American from like the Dakotas. The whole thing is so weird to me. He that dude's
0: just bizarre. Yeah, but he's you know, he's still he's still surviving too. I wouldn't say he's thriving because the flash bombing was probably his last chance to be a.
1: Does a, anybody watch DC comic movies? I mean, I don't watch Marvel comic movies, but the DC ones just look so bad.
0: I, I mean, unless so it's Batman. Batman's the only one that's you know stamped.
1: And so, like, but the good Batman movies are not in the universe, are not in their little, like, Correct. connected universe. Well, they can't, so do, they,
0: they can't properly connect the universe. That's their problem. Like, they had a chance. Like, I think people actually liked that movie Shazam. I don't know who the fuck Shazam is, but they liked that movie. Right? Where he's, like, kind of a, I think he's kind of a Superman <laughs> ripoff. I don't know what the hell Shazam but is. But I, I don't even, I don't know what Shazam is. He's got, like, a red suit on. I would never really heard of him, but I do think people liked that first movie. And then they made a sequel and then they made Black Adam, the Rock movie, right, where he's like Black Superman, basically. I think is pretty yeah. much the point of it. But the Rock wouldn't let Shazam have a cameo in the movie to connect the universe, so then it all fell apart. Why? Why not? Because the Rock is a diva, I guess. That's sad. So then that fell apart. So now they're like they're scrapping that and starting over, and like uh, they don't really know what the hell they're doing. They've had like four different Joker talks. They've got two. Di- they're gonna have two different Batman's. Who the hell knows what's happening? I did like the last Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Yeah, it was great. It was really it was good. good.
1: Batman being a detective was cool.
0: And I wouldn't mind if they connected, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker to that Batman. But they're not going to because they already have a Joker at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert.
1: Yep. Good movie, good movie, good movie. Um, Brother cool. Mike, Brother Micah asks um, in a bizarre question. Which is why I'm asking it. Ideal, actually, his comment is bizarre. Ideal pregame food. If you're watching at home, my vote
0: is Bojangles. <laughs> Bojangles would be like dead last on my list.
1: I like so I like Bojangles a lot. I eat it every Friday, um, and during football season when I'm coming to Knoxville with my best friend Luke. So you're a Bojangles boy. However, if I am like watching it at home, I'm not really like. I would prefer something cooked. I think
0: biscuits and gravy, man.
1: It de- it depends on the weather. Depends on the weather for me. If it's colder, I would like some chili or like some stew.
0: Um, Take me back to when I was like 14. I'd wake up and have biscuits and gravy and eggs and sausage, and I would just slop it all together at about 11 a.m. Chug some orange juice, and then. Maybe get a little quick game of NCAA in on the on the on the PlayStation, but probably just watch the end of game day and then watch football all Saturday. As well, biscuits and gravy, and orange juice, and football. Now, if I'm going to the game, that's a different story because that's too that's too heavy. Got you gotta, you yeah, gotta be careful sure. when you're going to like tailgate and do all that. You can't you can't eat all that food and go out. So when I go like actually tailgate. Just get me like uh, some chicken minis or a chicken biscuit from Chick Fil A, honestly, and then I'll I'll figure out lunch when I get there. Or maybe just drink so much that I don't care, depending what time the game is. It doesn't matter, but you got to be careful when you're out out in the heat. You got to care about getting heat stroked.
1: I do love Bojangles. It was just weird to me that Micah is sitting in his
0: castle, like getting out of the house to go get Bojangles and come back.
1: Micah is a man of means, you know. He wears like a Rolex. I think it's he a different nice- Micah,
0: by the way. Oh, okay. I think we have two Micahs.
1: Micah. Mm-hmm. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I'm assuming this Micah is a man of means as well. Um, because you, you, he's a patron, so he's cut the check, so he's a man of means. And um, it's just funny to imagine this Micah in his castle and leaving to, like, go get Bojangles 30 minutes before kickoff or whatever. But to each their own. To each their own. Um, as long as I have a Diet Coke first thing when I wake up in the morning... I, I can I can make it work. Whether that whether the, the meal includes Bojangles or
0: not. Next question, please.
1: Brother Harambe four twenty sixty nine asks, I'm moving into a new apartment apartment and I'll be without roommates for the first time. What are the must haves for decoration or ambiance?
0: So at the top of your cabinet, you're gonna to want to put every bottle of liquor that you've ever drank. You just get it, you keep it, and you just put it at the top, and you know, you get the the beer cases and you start stapling them to your wall and you want like a movie poster, preferably a classic, maybe like a Scarface movie poster that'll look good on the wall. And then you need a hot chick. So some hot chick. So like, um, I don't know, whatever you can find from Maxim, I guess, and put that on the other side that lets the girls know that come over that you like to drink and you like cinema and you also like women. And then a lamp. You got to have a lamp for when girls come over. Because the overhead light is too bright. So you need to turn that off. But you don't want it to be completely dark because that's weird. And that'll hurt their eyes when you're watching movies. So you offer like, hey, do you want to put the lamp on? And they're like, yeah, let's put a lamp on. And it'll really set the room apart.
1: I would suggest blackout curtains. Even though I get up so early, it doesn't matter. I would still suggest blackout curtains. Um, I would suggest a natural sunlight alarm clock as well as a sound machine. And then I have a large framed picture of a bear hanging in my bedroom wall that my best friend Luke got me.
0: So. What is the bear doing?
1: It's just chilling, just being a bear, being cool. It's being cool as hell. It's doing what bears do.
0: Is he trying to catch a fish or is he just sitting there? No.
1: Now I did so the other day. My dad texts me out of nowhere. I don't know where my dad has He said, "Hey, I DVR'd this bear documentary in 4K for you to watch when you come back over to the house." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I go over to the house and I sit on the couch. Dad sits on the couch and we just watch this 4K documentary about bears in Alaska catching salmon.
0: Nice. I love salmon. Cool, we got that in common. It's good
1: food. it's it's it's, it's good food. It was, it was cool. Brother uh, Marwan asks, what's the best way to handle awful news?
0: You just drop your shoulders and shrug them and say it is what it is.
1: Just pretend it never happened, Marwan. <laughs> just Snap and clear. That's the only thing that you can do. You snap and clear.
0: Say it is what it is and just go on about your day. Nothing you could do. It. There's nothing you could have done. To make that bad news have gone any differently? That's what you need to convince yourself. You can't live with regret. Oh, I should have done this differently. You can't use it as a lesson to better yourself. You just simply say it is what it is. That's life. Maybe, maybe mutter a couple. Well, that's life. What are you going to do about it? And you just go on about your day. Or you could do what Seth does and just delete the message, pretend you didn't get the pretend you didn't get the news, and just move on.
1: I mean, is there anything more that? Empowering than like seeing someone send you a text message that you 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 do not want a text message from them and you just delete it before you read it. Oh, that's the best. It, it literally did not happen when you do that. It, it, it did not happen. And to tie it all back to Army Hammer, he said this past February that, you know, he wouldn't change a thing of all that's happened. He said, you know, he he wouldn't have changed, he, he wouldn't change. It wouldn't have changed anything that it happened. So that's you know, if you if you want to like talk about it, you just say, "Look, it is what it is. I wouldn't change a thing that happens. I'm better because of it. I've grown as a man. I've grown as a son, a lover, a father. If you have children,
0: just simply tell yourself that everything happens for a reason, and that's that big God's plan. Yeah, God's plan. God's plan. God's all you have to say is God's plan. Who are you to argue of God, Marwan? God's plan. Yeah, Marwan. And just going about your business. Just, you know, that's it. Talk to you next week. I love you. I love you. I hope you get no bad news this week, but if you do, just remember, God's plan.
1: God's plan. That's all you need to know. I
2: love you, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I said she loved me. She loved me not. No damn clue about what she wants I said she love me Yeah, she love me not huh. But she don't got no damn clue About what she wants Yeah, uh, okay, shawty got mad potential I see it, daddy full black, but a mom A Korean, she know I'm getting money from the cars That I be in, young rich nigga, but the shoes European, took her to the crib, called that shit Sightseeing, need one woman, but I want Like ten, but back to the subject Ballin' like fuck it, 30k cash on the ass Gotta love it, gotta love it I've been so tired She keep on pressing me Molly and ecstasy Was the name Hopping this ride Shawty here next to me Sitting and telling me What she say? I said she loved me Love me She loved me not But she don't got no damn clue about what she wants I said she loved me Love me She loved me not huh? But she don't got no damn clue about She loved me